0: Welcome to the uh, DNM 90 podcast. Uh, I'm your host Damon, along with Niall. Uh, we're here to talk about uh, Scottish football, mainly the uh, Premiership, and in the coming weeks, we'll talk about uh, the other European leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, we're focusing on uh, clubs such as um, Hamilton, Livingston. Motherwell and St. Mirren. So, um, now I'll uh, let you introduce uh, Motherwell.
1: Um, Hi, my name is Niall, and um, I'm going to talk a little bit about Motherwell Football Club. Uh, They were founded on the 17th of May, 1886, and play their home games at Fir Park. And their uh, capacity is 13,667. Their only trophy in the club's history is in the Scottish Cup in 1981. They did, however, finish runners-up in the Scottish Cup and Scottish League Cup in 2017-18 season, losing out to Celtic in both finals. Um, another interesting fact is Motherwell hold the record for the highest scoring match in Scottish League history when they drew 6-6 with Hibernian at Fir Park on the 5th of May 2010.
0: Oh, wow, that's actually uh,
1: interesting. <laughs> uh, St. Marin Football Club um, were founded in 1887. They play their home games at St. Marin Park with a capacity of just over 8,000. St. Marin have won the Scottish Cup on three occasions and have won the Scotch League Cup once when they beat Hearts 3 2 in the final at Hamden in 20- March 2013. Um, St Mirren's most famous victory came against Celtic when they beat them 4-0 on the 24th of March 2010. Samirn had lost the Scottish League Cup final three days before to Rangers 1-0 and were not expected to beat Celtic whom they had not lost a league match in Paisley for 21 years. Within 24 hours of Celtic losing 4-0 to St Mirren they sacked Tony Mowbray and appointed Neil Lannan as caretaker manager until the end of the season.
0: Oh wow, that's actually fairly interesting. Uh where do you think? Um where do you think uh those clubs are projected to finish the season?
1: Um well given the difference in um transfer budget and wage budget, Motherball are probably likely to finish around maybe in like the top six, maybe top eight, while St. Morin I think um they did finish um 11th last season so for them this season will be all about just staying in the Scottish Premiership.
0: Yeah and just avoiding the draw. Yeah. Alright. Sounds good. Uh I'll talk to you a bit about uh Hamilton. Uh Hamilton uh academical FC were formed and founded in late 1874 by rector and uh, students of a local school, hence the usual name. Their nickname is the Ackies. The club became a member of the uh, SFA soon after they began competing in competitions such as the Scottish Cup and Qualifying Cup, only having friendlies and localized ties up till then. Um, In November 1987, Renton were forced to resign from the league, so Hamilton... Uh, were invited to take over their fixtures and have been prominent uh, in the uh, Scottish League ever since. Um, they play their home games at the Fountain of Youth Stadium, which was renamed in 2019, and they hold an attendance of 6,018 fans. Uh, in the present day, the club's highest ever finished was seventh place in the '09. 10 campaign the club has reached the final of the rams uh cup uh for the fourth time in 2012 with the lost one nil to Falkirk in the final at livingston they were promoted back to the premiership in 2014 through the playoffs on pens against hibbs and have remained uh in between the championship and the premiership ever since uh, an interesting fact about livingston is um their under-19s actually competed in the UEFA Youth League for the first time ever in uh, 2018, giving them a highlight on how good their actual academy is. Uh,
1: oh, I never knew that.
0: Yeah, the uh, the accolades for Hamilton in the past 20 years would be that they've won the uh, Scottish First Division Cup in 7 08, and the uh, Scottish Third Division Cup in um, one O two uh, season uh, where I think, I mean honestly, I think that Hamilton just need to avoid the drop, uh, much like Saint Mary in this season, since uh, they only got back up to the uh, top flight. Uh, pretty sure it was last year. Um, so for uh, for Livingston, um, they. Play in the um, Tony Macaroni Arena with a capacity of 9,512. Um, the main accolades for the uh, for Livingston would be that they've won the Scottish Challenge uh, Cup in 2014 uh, 15. They've won the Scottish Second Division uh, Championship as recent as 1617 and um that's the most recent accolades uh in terms of where they finished uh last season i'm pretty sure they finished 11th and then the season before that they finished um Yeah, so Livingston finished uh, 11th in the 1920 season and then uh, in the 1819 season they uh, also finished 11th. Uh, no, sorry, they finished 5th, um, I think it was, which is uh, pretty good for them considering that uh, their transfer budget isn't actually too large. Yeah. Like when you look at their when You look at Livington, uh, Livingston's squad. Um, their highest value player is uh, probably, I'd say, uh, Fe Eric Ambrose, who's a centre yeah, back for them. Yeah. Or maybe, or maybe their left back, uh, Julian Serino.
1: Yeah, from Monaco.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean uh I think I think that they'll uh need to avoid the drop as well because going from 5th all the way down to 11th it meant that last season they had serious issues <laughs> uh yeah. at the back especially uh defensively. Well, with their recent uh with their recent like most recent fixture losing 2-1 to Hamilton actually on the 12th of uh, September which is yeah. uh, pretty interesting uh, Would you like to speak about any other clubs in the Scottish League? Um, I'd just like to
1: touch up on what you said about um, Hamilton mm-hmm. do, you, do you think that they'll be battling relegation this season even though they're always ticked? to get relegated but they always stay up. Do you think this might be the season they might they might, they might just be a bit too step a step too far? Uh
0: I mean in my opinion, Hamilton have a very shaky record. I mean, yeah, they're always predicted to finish uh like in the bottom half or get relegated because they're when you look at their squad it doesn't really have much quality in it. But um I mean I'm pretty sure that they can avoid the drop. I mean currently um, currently if I look up the table uh I don't think that they're in the bottom half actually. Yeah, Hamilton are Hamilton are sitting ninth, so that's not too bad, but they've um they've lost their they won their previous. They won their previous game. I mean, we've got six points out of uh, six games played. So I mean, that's not really the best start, to be honest. <laughs> no, it's that, not. Considering that Livingston are in eleventh right now, uh, on five points after seven games. So I think those two will. I think those two and Motherwell. I mean, to be honest, anyone anyone can get relegated right now. Uh, yeah, true.
1: Because
0: I mean, it is only the beginning of the season, but most teams have had a shaky start, especially St. Marin have had a pretty shaky start with uh, their past two games being uh, losses. Yeah. With seventh on the table.
1: And the goalkeeper situation hasn't helped them either.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, in terms of the surprise package, who do you think it's going to be this season, like from what you've seen so far?
1: Um, surprise package this season for me could be um, Hibs. They mm-hmm. um, haven't got maybe the strongest squad in the Scottish Premiership, but defensively they're much improved compared to previous seasons. They've, I think they've, yet to concede a goal from open play this season so that just shows you how good defensively they've been. And also they play um Rangers on Sunday who have yet to concede a goal this season at all. So obviously that should be a really good game this Sunday. So I'm gonna go yeah. with for my surprise uh package this season.
0: Yeah, I mean uh Hibbs I mean Hibbs are on a roll right now. They've played seven games, one five, draw one, lost one currently. Uh we are recording this on the Sixteenth of September, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, for me, I think I think it could be Ross County. You know,
1: yeah, they've
0: got yeah. a big team. Yeah, I think I think it could be Ross County. I mean, they've got eight points. They've got eight points from seven games. I mean, it's not really the best because they've they haven't they yet to win. Uh, during well, in the past five games, they haven't had a win. But I feel like they could. Pull something together, or maybe even Aberdeen. Actually, since they've won their past four games,
1: yeah, they're yeah.
0: mm, They've been in a really good run of form lately. Uh, yeah, I'm probably going to go Ross County. I mean, I think I think they'll stay around fifth or sixth, uh, in my opinion, which would actually be pretty good for Ross County. Yeah, Except they don't have they, they don't have that strong of a squad, but their squad is pretty good. Yeah. Were you uh, were you surprised with uh Speaking of last, well, speaking in the last season, were you uh, surprised with uh, how bad Hearts did?
1: Yeah, I was surprised. I think the form from the season before I just carried over. They they couldn't win a home game. They couldn't keep a clean sheet. They struggled to score goals, and that's kind of inevitably got them relegated. To, you know even, you know, get sacking Craig Levine and bringing in Daniel Stenel didn't improve. They played good attacking football, but they weren't really winning games. And obviously when um, coronavirus came, that's when the season got stopped and, you know, the season had to get cancelled and everyone was... The final positions were stood as final and unfortunately they got relegated.
0: I mean... Looking at looking at the table when it stopped, there were only four points off of Hamilton. But I mean, yeah, from 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 when I watched Hearts last season, that it, it was abysmal. Is <laughs> uh, yeah. all I can say from a from a neutrals perspective. Any time I saw Hearts, I just saw them nearly edge out a draw or lose. Like it's it's baffling. Out of thirty out of thirty games to pick up twenty three points is I mean, wow! Because I mean, the in in eighteen nineteen, I mean, they did just sliver into sixth, but they yeah. had a pretty they had a pretty bad record when it came to the last five games in eighteen nineteen. So as you said, their form continued into the uh, into the nineteen twenty season. I'm actually surprised that Motherwell finished third last season. That actually surprised me a lot
1: yeah kinda of, they seem to kind of be back and forth one season they're they're great and the next season they seem to struggle they never really have kind of a, a consistency mm. going into a season that's kinda of where they fall short of finishing either top three top four top six um, Yeah, I can. yeah they they obviously they're known for their youth academy you know um David Turnbull left recently to go to Celtic. Um, mm-hmm. But they also have a really good uh, their youth academy is what they kind of invest in, and they see that as the kind of the future as well, bringing those players through into the first team.
0: I mean, uh, Turnbull going to Celtic was interesting because, yeah. uh, in my opinion, of watching Celtic and seeing Celtic squad, I don't think they needed Turnbull at least not this year because of the players that they have in his position. Uh, so especially with like their midfield, it's it's pretty stacked with like Nichom Brown, Forrest, you know McGregor. It's 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 completely stacked. I mean, someone's probably going to need to go next season for Celtic to make room for Turnbull if he actually you know wants to start.
1: Yeah, I think I think Celtic. Uh, I think he's more one for the future, but also like Scott Brown's getting older. In charm has been like moves away. Rogic was, you know, supposed to be leaving. He's staying now. Whether that's um, final or not, I'm not too sure. Obviously, they've so they do need to strengthen midfield. The obviously, they've kind of relied too much on Scott Brown and Callum McGregor. Um, mm-hmm. But I think obviously they need to um, maybe bring another two, three players. In my opinion, Celtic. What do you think?
0: I mean. Yeah, in my opinion, watching Celtic last season to this season, I mean, it's still early doors. They've still got two games in hand uh, currently, um, playing five games while the other teams have either played six or seven. Um, But, I mean, it's going to be tough for Celtic when Edward goes because I'm pretty sure he's going to go next season. They're going to get a good fee for him, though. Uh, But... Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of areas that need strengthening because, I mean, I could see Ayer and Edward leaving and those two holes in Celtic and, like, Celtic's defense and attack will just be, like, not, not shattering because Celtic have quality. They've shown that they've had quality by winning nine uh, consecutive titles in a row, but I, it pains me to say it, but I honestly think that uh, this is the year that Rangers are actually going to clinch the title from them with how strong they've actually started.
1: Yeah, just yeah. I think obviously it's still early days. We um, you know it's only the middle of September, but mm-hmm. um, Celtic obviously um, like this season it's going to be yeah. it's going to be about Celtic and Rangers and you know can Celtic win ten and can Rangers stop them. So it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see kind of if Rangers and Celtic are going to you know keep up the pace of each other, but also. You know, are Rangers going to strengthen anymore? Are they going to send anyone else? Are are going to bring anyone else in? So that's going to be interesting to see if what happens over the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting with the transfer window, obviously due to coronavirus. Um, you know, uh, extended. Yeah. But uh, I was actually surprised uh, with uh, Rangers' business this uh, this off season into this season, getting Ryan Kent permanently. That uh, baffled me. Uh, I mean, now that he's not a good enough player to play in the uh, Scottish Premiership, I think he's better than that, actually. I think Ryan Kent's a really good winger. Um, But, I mean, if he stays at Rangers and if they can get someone better than Morelos, uh, you know, in there, they've they've got a good young squad to actually challenge Celtic for the next few years with Jared uh, figuring out his tactics, uh, finally, going into the season. Clearly, since they haven't uh conceded a goal yet, which is really baffling because most of their, most of the teams of like some of the teams that they've versed in their uh first uh six um like versed in their first uh sorry seven games they've actually had some pretty good shots against uh rangers but I mean the goalkeeper's just on form for right now, which is weird i mean it would it would be crazy to see if uh if Celtic and Rangers slip and Hibbs won eh? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I I can't see um, Hibbs challenging for the title this season. I mean, hey, you might you never know; they might surprise everyone. But I just I can't see it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good it's a it's a good run of games that Hibs are on just now. I'm I'm probably going to tip them to finish third, or fourth. Uh, I think I think third and fourth will be occupied by Aberdeen and Hibbs, but it just you know depends on. You know, like where you know, like if Hib slip and Aberdeen get get some yeah, more points yeah. on the table. But um, yeah, I actually think the the Scottish league is actually going to be really interesting this season, with Celtic being on the verge of ten in a row, Gerard stopping them. It'll be interesting to see what clubs push into the top six with yeah. the starts that uh, most clubs have had to the yeah. first six seven games. Where do you think um? Dundee United will finish this season. Dundee United. Uh I don't I actually don't think they're gonna get relegated.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I agree with that, yeah.
0: I think I think they have a strong enough squad to play in the like to stay in the premiership. I think they're I I don't think they'll make top eight, but I think I think they'll get 10th.
1: Yeah, I think um if you asked the United fans, I think they'd probably just dis- they'd probably snap your handle if they if you said, "Hey, Luke, you finished tenth and you stay in the Premiership." I think they would take it. Obviously, they haven't got the biggest budget. Um, they have some good players, you know, Mark Reynolds, Ian Harks, um, Lawrence Shankland, Um So obviously, for that, be a case of keep hold of their best players and try and stay in the league.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that completely. Yeah. I mean, they have a they they have some pretty good pretty good players at Dundee United. I mean, I'm pretty sure that uh like I'm pretty sure that they'll have enough goals in their midfield and also in their like they'll have enough goals in their locker to certainly stay in the league. Um, yeah, yeah, it'll just be interesting to see like where uh where teams finish based upon the form. I mean, it is early days, but um taking a look at the the matches and the uh, SPFL, I'll, I'll ask you about the matches this week, and I'll get some score predictions off you. See what, you, see okay. what you're thinking. Okay. So for the uh, fixtures this week, uh, actually tonight uh, in a few hours, we've got a St. man at home versus Celtic, how old
1: do you think the scoreline's gonna be there uh well with the, obviously the three goalkeepers in able to play with first Sab and that's obviously affected them, and they've obviously brought in Slamal as a, an emergency loan with mm-hmm. so very little um, preparation for the game Well, this season as well um obviously for Celtic, like they won. Um, last week against Ross County, oh, no, sorry, on Saturday against Ross County. So they obviously are going to be high in confidence. So I think um, Celtic will win that game tonight.
0: Yeah. Do you think? Do you think it's going to be like a crushing defeat for Saint Marin or do you think that I might get a goal?
1: Um, Saint Marin are a good defense. They, they don't always consider a lot of goals. So I'm probably going to go maybe three 0 Celtic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I mean that's fair. I'll probably go. Uh, probably go three-one. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty. Uh, I don't know. Probably it'll come from like a deflection or <laughs> probably like a corner or something. But I'm. But I'm pretty sure that uh, Saint Mary might score. Uh, in terms of the weekend's fixtures, they're actually pretty good. Uh, like this upcoming weekend, you've got a uh, Celtic versus Livingston, uh, Dundee United versus Saint Mary, and Kilmarnock versus Hamilton. <laughs> St. Johnston versus Ross County. Uh, what game out of those four stand out for you on Saturday?
1: Um, obviously, Celtic oh, against Loveston. That's a good game. Livingston are really make it difficult for you know the old firm teams, Celtic and Rangers. They really um, surprised everyone last season. Yeah, they did. How of how, how they played, and they they don't always um, concede a lot of goals. Um, but Celtic girls are the home team obviously there's no crowd but I think Celtic maybe would just be a bit too strong for them on Saturday
0: Yeah that's true I mean uh, last year was it last year yeah I think it was last year the year before uh, I went to Celtic Park and I actually watched them versus Livingston and even though they got yeah, I can't remember the scoreline I'm pretty sure it was 3-0 because every time I go to Celtic Park they always went 3-0 it's really weird <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been to Celtic Park like four or five times and uh, every single time I go Celtic just went three 0 So you know that uh that's just weird. Like but uh comments. Yeah, but uh with uh, with that one I mean I'm pretty sure yeah I mean I agree with you. Livingston make it hard for Rangers and Celtic, so uh and now when I'm just gonna go favorite score line three 0 I guess. <laughs> How are you?
1: Um like Celtic so um 3 0 but obviously Livingston um they won't just sit back and defend they will actually have a go and try and get at Celtic but it will be difficult um obviously they've they saw London dykes, they brought in Anthony Stokes, he's left the club um on I think it was Monday. Yeah so I don't know who's gonna be starting up front for them but I think it'll be a difficult game for them to win.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be a difficult game. Um what about uh what about um Kilmarnock versus Hamilton? What are you think about that one? Um
1: well Hamilton won last um Hamilton won on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So they'll obviously be confident, but I think St John to start picking up wins, you know, they they lost um last Saturday to Motherwell, so they need to start winning games. But I think St Johnston might just nick it one nil.
0: Yeah, I mean, What about you? I'm um, gonna go. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll go St Johnston one nil as well. Um, in terms of Sunday, Sunday have two really good games actually. It's uh, first place versus second, and uh Rangers versus Hibbs, and it's a uh, Aberdeen versus Motherwell. Um, Rangers versus Hibs is actually on Sky Sports. That'll be good to watch. Um, what are you thinking about that one? Hibs versus Rangers.
1: Yeah, that'll be a really good game. I think normally, like um, Hibs and Rangers play good games, but with this season, they both have really good defensive records. So, I'm interested to see if it will be, um, you know, a high score line or if it might just be maybe a one 0 win because obviously, they haven't. Rangers have yet to concede a goal this season in the league, and um, Livingston have yet to to go from open play, so it should be an interesting game, but I think Rangers might just um, win 2-0. What do you think?
0: Uh, In terms of that game, I'm actually going to go with 2-1 Hibs, and I'll tell you why. Uh, It's because I think that that Hibs have the quality to actually beat Rangers, um, because I mean they haven't conceded a goal in the league yet and why not it be second place at the time of recording? Because if uh if if Hibbs actually beat uh if Hibs beat Rangers, they actually well they, they stay in second position up of goal difference. Um but uh I mean they tie the points, so that'll actually make it interesting. So I'm gonna go two one Hibbs. Uh in terms of Aberdeen Motherwell, what are you thinking of that one? Well obviously
1: both teams have um Aberdeen obviously been on the a little bit of a better winning run than Motherwell. No, mm-hmm. um, Motherwell that won on um Saturday against St Johnston, but their form before that wasn't great. They obviously have a game on first the know League qualifier and so do Aberdeen, so um there won't be a lot of um preparation time. But mm-hmm. I think Aberdeen might um I'm gonna go Aberdeen to win two nil. What do you what do you
0: think? Two nil, okay. Uh I'm gonna go I'm gonna go three 0 because I mean uh I think that I think that Aberdeen have enough firepower currently in their squad to win three 0 I just think that McGuinness needs to start playing more attacking like pressing football because he did it against Celtic uh like last season and it actually uh, worked in their favor. It's just Aberdeen have a squad of like experienced and youth and if McGinnis can bring the youth into the actual starting eleven and actually give them a chance, uh, I know what their striking situation currently. Um, they've brought someone in on loan, haven't they?
1: Yeah, they brought in um, Marley Watkins on loan and um, Ryan Edmondson. But obviously, Ryan Edmondson got injured. He, um, I think he tore his ankle or, or he got an ankle injury in training. See, so he will be back until maybe um, next month. Mm-hmm. But, um, Marley Watkins has done well. He obviously hasn't... I don't think he's scored yet for Aberdeen, but he's definitely um, helped us with his energy and obviously his hold-up play as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm going to go 3 now for uh, Motherwell. Uh, in terms of the general world of football... Um, in The last week, have you seen any interesting transfers that you'd uh, like to highlight?
1: Um, interesting transfer. I'd probably say, um, Newcastle's business bringing in Callum Wilson, um, and um, Ryan Fraser from Bournemouth. Obviously, Ryan Fraser was on a free because mm-hmm. um, his contract expired at Bournemouth, but I think Callum Wilson for 20 million, I think, is a bargain. You know, he, he will score goals for Newcastle, and I think that's something that's really. Newcastle struggled with in recent seasons. They haven't had a proper number nine who can score goals. So hopefully, this season he can be the difference for them.
0: Yeah, Newcastle's uh, top scorer last season was John Joe Shelby. Uh, J- John Joe Sh- John Joe Shelby with uh, seven goals. So yeah, that he improved. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, I mean, I mean, Wilson did score on his debut. So I mean, he's 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 a good scorer. Uh, he's a good striker. I've always rated him. He's he's pretty good. He's, uh, yeah, he's good. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like, uh, think it out of the ordinary for Wilson to score at least 10 to 15 for, uh, Newcastle this season. Yeah. In terms, yeah, in terms of, uh, in terms of an interesting transfer, I mean, um, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm gonna go with decorator to uh, Everton.
1: Yeah, that's a very good. He's a very good player.
0: Because I, because I think that um, in terms of uh, Ancelotti's system, he obviously wants to have um, two, well, like an anchor, which is like Allen now, but he also wants like two central midfielders. Uh, Like I'm pretty sure when I watched this Everton. Uh, Everton Spurs game, which they looked really good, even though it was the first game of the season. Um, Allen looked really good in that defensive role, and then when Kakuro came on, he uh, he looked he looked actually surprisingly pretty good. Um, uh, in terms of the way that he impacted uh, the team, obviously Hamas Rodriguez signing is just mad. I honestly never thought that would happen, but uh, it's it's really good to see. Uh, yeah, I think. Yes. I think that Alan, uh allen and uh like like I think there are three midfield midfield signings in Rodriguez. um Decore and uh allen are actually gonna fix their midfield problems that everton have actually had for the past what three three four seasons like their midfield's yeah, yeah. been like abysmal I mean obviously they had gomez and like about gomez is and he's really good Tom Davies is a good prospect I've always rated him but They've, they've never had that like they've never had that solid like anchor man that they've needed, uh which I think would be Alan. Uh also I've uh I mean I was reading today uh the rumors about uh Gareth Bale uh either going to uh United or uh or Spurs. I mean um apparently it's been reported that uh, if he goes on loan somewhere, Real Madrid are going to pay half his wages, but he's on 600k a week. That's mad. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's a lot of money.
0: I mean, for uh, I mean, for Bale, I mean, he's a he's a quality player. Don't get me wrong. I'd love him at United, you know, for like a stopgap, you know, until we get Sancho. But yeah, unless he agrees to take a pay cut, at either. Spurs or United it's I don't even know how that's going to work because obviously Woodward made a huge mistake by paying Alexis Sanchez all that money um, Yeah, in terms of his wages and then Levy is just one of the most ruthless ruthless people when it comes to transfers and like pay packages for players so I mean even though even though it would be good to see like Solskjaer, have a player like Bale or Mourinho? But I, I don't know about it. I mean, what do you think from a United point of view? Would you, would you want Bale if we could get him?
1: Um, I mean, he is 31. Um, I think he would help our team, because obviously Manchester United need the right winner, and he is a right winner. But also, I think... Um, it, I think if Tottenham are after him, I think he's more likely to go to Tottenham because obviously he's played there. You know the fans love him and all that, and he obviously really likes the club. Um, but I think Man United see Jaden Sancho as more of a a long term solution and a player that they can really um, develop and make get even better.
0: Yeah, I mean if if United if United uh, signs sign uh, Sancho. And we get uh, a proper defensive midfielder instead of using McTominay. Or, I mean, f- I mean, Fred's actually okay in that role. And yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, if we get a proper defensive midfielder, we get another center back to pair with uh, McGuire. I mean, not not knocking Linderloff. You know, he's really improved. But uh, as long as, if we get another world class center back, probably a left back. So a left back is center back, and the CDM if we sign Sancho. I honestly could see us challenging for the league. Could uh, could you see that as well? Uh,
1: Yeah, I think we obviously obviously it's been well documented that they need a right winger. Um, They obviously need probably a centre-back and they need a left-back as well, but Right now their squads good obviously getting Donny Van Der Beek. He's very um, highly thought of. Obviously in Ajax and in um, Holland. So for Man United to get him, it's a pretty big, you know, a bargain for only forty million. So he's you um, are definitely improved. Even though I know they already have um, Pogba and Bruno Fernandez and McTominay, Fred, Matic. Um, but you know the more the stronger you know the more competition the better in my opinion.
0: Um, what do you think uh i mean in terms of signing donny van der beek i uh really love the signing i think i think it's uh i think he's a great fit for united uh it's just an it's just an issue cuz i mean i've i've heard people talking you know posting on social media you know why would you buy you know why would you buy van der beek you know he you know he shouldn't you know, you shouldn't have bought him all this stuff. It's like he he's he's mainly gonna come off the bench, but he's gonna but I think he's gonna be a good impact sub in terms of like when we use him in like the big games. I think he you know when Bruno comes off or Pogba comes off, he can play both those positions. Um I think I think that if Pogba if like I mean I know that uh I think Pogba's close to signing a new deal. Uh, or he has recently. If he com- if he doesn't commit his future to United and he wants to leave, then I think that Donny van der Beek is not the perfect replacement, but it's an ideal replacement for Pogba if he would ever leave since van der Beek. Whenever I've seen him in the Champions League uh, or in the area division, he has really good like passing. He's a really good range of passing, yeah. and plus he can yeah, pass the, the ball up. Player. Mm-hmm. He's good technically on the ball. Um, I mean, I could see... because I mean, I've thought about it, right? I think you could hypothetically get them all in one midfield. But... If you have a top minded
1: team, though, that's the only problem.
0: Yeah, it would be a really attack-minded team. But, I mean, if... Like, let's just say we have a midfield three of Matic... Pogba and then uh Bruno is the ten or Pogba and Bruno switching, like between the ten roll. Uh I think that if we're like say two one down or say we're like two one down in the game and we really need a goal, I think that Solskjaer could bring on um like whoever is more tired between Bruno and Pogba to substitute it for Van Der Beek. And I think that he could actually be a really good player for like big games since he's used to playing in the Champions League which is something that United haven't done in, a, in like a few uh, seasons yeah, yeah. but i mean he's a he's a quality player i really like Vanderbeek he's good uh who do you think united should sign in terms of um in terms of like a center back like who would you like to see paired with maguire um
1: i really like um Kaladu, Koulibaly from Napoli, obviously Napoli mm-hmm. rating, um, really highly. I think they they were bought in like seventy, eighty, ninety million something like that. Um, yeah. Man United obviously we can't afford that right now. Um, but obviously I think if we want, because obviously if we want to get someone who can pair Harry Maguire. Obviously Lindelof has done pretty well, Bailey has been in the team with injuries, so is Twenzeby. Um Jones and Rojo look like will be sold. I don't think they're part of Solskjaer's plans anymore. Mm-hmm. So need to get a centre-back in who's consistently good and can obviously make the team better. What about you? Who do you think many knights should sign for a centre-back?
0: Um, I mean I, I mean, I know that there's been rumours that City's been linked to him. But I think Sprintinger would be really good beside McGuire.
1: Yeah. He's a
0: good uh Yeah, he's a he's a pretty good center back. He's good early. He seems to make he seems to make the right type of challenges whenever uh, I've watched like him play. I think he's like really solidly defensively. I think he might be a little bit I mean, I know that he's younger than Kudabali, but I think that he could be potentially cheaper. Uh it's just obviously, you know, if 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 City are wanting him, it it just depends on you know if we could give him a better pay packet or we could convince them that instead of winning titles like consistently or challenging for titles with City that if we get Sancho then, you know, maybe you know we could challenge for the league. Like say we get Sancho and I think I I think once we get Sancho and we'll get a world-class centre-back, I don't think it'll happen before then, but in terms of the centre-back options that we have now, um, I actually think that we're pretty... I actually think we're pretty okay uh, in terms of uh, centre-backs. But, I mean, uh, one player actually coming back from on Chris Smalling, um, I actually think that he could actually do a job, and be pretty good with Maguire this season, uh, yeah. if he carries obviously his form from Roma, like back to back to playing at like United, because he was one of the best uh, center backs in Syria. He had a complete resurgence.
1: Yeah, I agree. I don't
0: know. I don't know whether that's the style of play in Syria, because you know it's a lot more slower and a lot more defensively paced. But it's clearly got him to like know that he is the defender that he can be which you saw slightly under Jose yeah um and uh yeah i mean if if we can't get i mean obviously i don't think we're going to get a center back this like this window or even in january i mean you know touchwood god forbid uh you know one of our center backs gets injured or whatever but uh i'm pretty sure that smalling could fill in for Linderloff. it just depends on what Solskjaer is wanting to do, whether he's wanting to play a, a four at the back or a three. Yeah, but uh, I, so. I mean, I think it'll be good. Like, I, I think I think we have good centre back coverage, like good enough to at least get top four.
1: Yeah, I think um for my night this season, obviously the aim will be to make sure that Liverpool and City don't kind of run away with it. In first and second, but also that we kind of have better. we got to three cups cup semi-finals last season. Obviously, we'd like to go one bit further and get to the final and possibly win it, but that's obviously difficult. Um, mm-hmm. so also this season again, going to be um, try and get top four and possibly win a trophy. What do you think my United's expectations are this season?
0: I mean, I think. I mean, I think if, if if Greenwood progresses like he did last season, our front three is lethal. I honestly think Martial, Rashford, Greenwood is up there with Salah, Firmino, Mane uh, in terms of in terms yeah. of just like the leth- like the lethality that like the that the strike force actually has with all of them getting above fifteen goals in all competitions last season. Martial having his best goal tally as well, which is really actually, which is really nice to see. Um, I mean, I agree with you. I I think that they should try to stop Liverpool and Man City running away with it. But if if we slip up and we can't do that, then I think that top four is definitely where we should be aiming for now consistently because we've shown that we've got the squad four, we can consistently do it and... If we keep bringing better players in, then uh, I mean, I'm pretty like I'm like I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be bold here and say that we're gonna win the league in the next five years, because if we can get Sancho, get a get our get our midfield sorted, and get a centre back and a new left back, like if we get our if we get our defense and like our defense sorted, then I honestly think that we could win the league in the next five years. Because I think I think the Premier League, in terms of the next five years, is going to be really interesting with the title challenge. Because obviously, United are only going to get stronger. Chelsea, with their signings this season, are going to get stronger. Liverpool and Man City are going to have to cope with the unpredictability of United and Chelsea, and then in the coming seasons. Um, yeah, I think that I think we'll get top four, and I also think we'll win two trophies. I think that we could win. I think that we could win the FA cup and go one step further and win the uh, Carabao cup. But um, in terms of the champions league, how do you think that's going to go? Like, do you think we have a good enough squad to get to the later, latter stages of the champions league or? Yeah, I think honestly, I don't,
1: I don't. I don't think Manchester United will win the Champions League this season, but I think the aim will be obviously to get to maybe round the sixteen, quarterfinals. I mm-hmm. guess.
0: Uh, in say? terms of the Champions League, I think that we well, obviously, depending on the group draw, um, depending on what group we get, I think that we could go top two in a, in a group, and then progress out of that yeah I'm pretty sure round, round, round of 16 quarterfinals I mean quarterfinals is like reaching I'm pretty sure like just looking at the squad just now quarterfinals would be reaching but I think definitely round of 16 is on the cards for United this season in terms of the Champions League um, but yeah the, the, the Premier yeah. League is actually really interesting this season because there's so many clubs that could go down like in terms of like the relegation Who do you yeah, Who do you think I the see. three teams are gonna
1: be who are gonna get relegated? Um I think Westbrook might struggle this season. I know that they've brought in Dean Gar, um Ivanovic and um Mateus Pereira. They also have Charlie Austin, but I just I just don't see them um scoring a lot of goals if I'm being yeah. honest. Um I think Burnley might struggle this season as well. They've not really brought anyone in. They've wow. they have an aging team as well. Um, they rely a lot on Ashley Barnes and Chris Wood to score the goals. And if they get injured, you know who's going to step yeah, that's up. True. And I think uh, maybe Aston Villa. Aston Villa. I know that they've um brought enough a, f- a few decent players but you know are they gonna all improve right. again this season or, or are they gonna be fighting relegation who
0: knows yeah I mean that's true I can I, I could see all of those all of those teams going down. Uh in in my opinion the three three teams that are gonna go down are um obviously West Brom because of what you said. Um West Brom, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go West Brom in twentieth, Fulham in nineteenth, and then I'm gonna go West Ham. Like I, like it, like I genuinely think that David Moore is just one of the quality this season to. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: he's not being backed
0: in this window. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna be back this window. Plus, selling your, selling your like highest youth prospect to your rivals, <laughs> it's just baffling. I mean, I know Mark Noble <laughs> came out and tweeted about it, but
1: yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, football's gonna be football's gonna be crazy this season. But uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, well, now thank you for joining me. Uh, no. No, thanks on the uh, on the first edition of the dna 90 podcast but uh I uh hope that everyone has a uh, really good day and uh hope that you've enjoyed uh enjoyed our uh podcast and uh we'll be back in the next couple of weeks to see what the Scottish League table is uh discuss some of the European leagues maybe some transfers when the transfer window closes and uh yeah so uh thank you guys for listening and uh, hope you have a good day